1: Full of frustration. Full of despair. Despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware, and they found Major League Soccer
4: Relegation Oh don't We're not here to talk about English
0: football It's the MLS UK show derby this weekend Yep and we won't be talking about it ever again Relegation This is the MLS UK show Let's do it then Season 2, Episode 3 of the MLS UK Show. As always, I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. And it rhymes, so let's say, let's do it! Loads going on, loads of ins,
4: outs and rumours ahead of the 2019 season. We'll keep you across everything. Yeah, ahead of a new season, we're going to be chatting to some more fans as we preview, well, a few weeks away. The start is coming! It's so close now. Also, Golden Balls gets his
0: own statue at LA Galaxy. How has that become a thing? Also, the return of the game with the changing name—it's all on today's show.
4: You ready? Let's do it.
0: Let's go. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Where to start? I think we should start. um, Start with a prediction for the weekend. Norwich City travel to Bolton I'll be going are you proud of me I'm going to the Macron Stadium stroke the Reebok Stadium stroke
4: the University of Bolton Stadium yeah whatever it's called Um, yeah I am actually Uh, you went last season didn't you sat in the Bolton stand with me and Bolton actually won I didn't uh, want to do it no offence right? I I I, I wanted to go and I
0: sat with the Bolton fans because I wanted to sit with you I wanted to take the game on with you Norwich's doing so well this season. Yeah. Bolton not so much. We won't dwell on that. Uh, I just really wanted to kind of be amongst my
4: own and really be loud and proud and get behind the lads. So I hope you don't mind. Well, uh, for us, the worst thing has happened midweek. The worst thing that possibly could have happened before this game. Bolton won, which we don't tend to win two in a row. Mm. And Norwich lost. Yeah. You don't tend to lose two in a row. So uh, if you're a betting person, bet on Norwich, which you would have done anyway. (laughs) However. Yeah. This is um, well, it's a bit of a, a come down in terms of soccer watching for me because I was uh, I watched actual good players this week. Oh yeah, I went to Old Trafford, my local team, mm-hmm. which is funny because normally you go oh I'm just going to watch my local team and it's like some team that play on a, a park like DC United. Mines, Michel- mine's over Sports, and um, even but to be fair, even that's better than that Maryland Soccerplex. Yeah, uh, but no, my local team is actually Manchester United. So I got offered a ticket to watch them against uh, PSG. It was hmm? really good. Champions League. Have you ever been to a Champions League game? <laughs> mate, I'm a Norwich City fan. So no. Um, I've never been to one either, unsurprisingly. Did you get goosebumps at the music? I did. <laughs> I did. And So I went with my mate Jordan and uh, his mate uh, Lucy. And so we get in uh, to Old Trafford. And he's like, oh, let's have a beer beforehand. And I'm like looking at the watch. I'm like, I'm not missing the anthem. Like, can we down these and get back up? Because I'm not missing it. I've never seen this. I'm not missing it. He said, yeah, don't worry. it would be like, I don't know, four minutes to eight in the UK time. So we I downed my drink, got up, and then I, I managed to film it as well. Uh, if you want to see it, and it, it is great, and it's great afterwards as the crowd get up for it, and PSG fans are brilliant as
2: Since well. It yeah,
4: so if you go on Twitter, at Henry underscore underscore Hewitt, it's probably, I think it's one of the last things I put on, but uh, it's incredible. You know, so, you know, if you get chance, it makes you realise how lucky we are in this country to have, have soccer like that. But then again, we're jealous of people in the States and Canada because you get to watch MLS every week. Yeah, we.
0: exactly. So let's leave the Champions League behind. Okay, okay, I was a bit excited. Okay. Leave leave that behind. Let's, you know, let's get back to reality. Let's start with the game with the changing name. Okay, you're I'm excited ex- about I'm this excited one. about this one because I didn't know that this person had played in England. <laughs> So, there's look, there's a, a lot smarter people than I out there, so you know, people will get this, but everyone keeps going, oh, it's easy, it's easy, oh, that one's easy, so I'm like, right, okay, step it up a little bit, shall we?
4: Right, okay. See so if
0: you get this one. I'll be worried about this one. You should get this one.
4: All right. I should have got the one last week, and I did, actually, so if they play played for Bolton, then I'll get them. And they haven't played for Bolton. Oh, well, I'll, I'll struggle. Man. They've played in the championship, though. They've played in the championship
0: for Birmingham City. Right. Whilst their parent club was Manchester City. Right. They then moved to the Air Division, which is the Dutch League. That, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they now play in MLS. See how we're ramping it up? It's getting tougher. Parent it- parent club was Manchester City. Yeah. They went to Birmingham on loan. Right. And then they moved permanent transfer to the Air Division which is the Dutch League, and they now play in MLS... For? In the Western Conference. Oh. Give, I'll give you that. Right. Okay. It's This is tough. I admit this is tough. Someone will wade in straight away. Someone's already tweeting now going, done
4: it, boom, easy. Any I, ideas? Uh, Not at a the moment. Uh, I have a guess. Um, leave this with me. We like like record- say, you should get this. Can I just point out, eight minutes past ten we're recording this in the morning, so I'm not quite woken up yet. <laughs> um, shall we talk about some, some of the stuff that's been going on since we did the last podcast? Yes, because my boys, we might be losing one of our MLS Cup winning team. Mm. I'm not happy. I don't,
0: anyone else loses loses this player... It's a disaster. But for Atlanta, is it, is it, has he even been a star for them? I don't know. Darlington Nagby wants out of Atlanta. He's not training. He's refusing to train. He wants to go to Columbus crew to be reunited with Caleb Porter.
4: They won MLS Cup together.
0: Together,
4: I know that. And, yeah, I can understand that. And Columbus at the moment are a team. They, they've, there's a good vibe around Columbus because they've, uh, they've survived the Save the Crew stuff. But come on, Darlington. It's it's Atlanta. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Stay. It would you know, we have some fun, we win stuff. Come on.
0: How do how do Atlanta cope with our Darlington Nagby? Because look, he's a... He's a key player. He is, for, yeah, for for any team. He was key for Atlanta. He wasn't a superstar. He wasn't. He wasn't taking the headlines, but he still played.
4: He had the majority of minutes for Atlanta. He did, yeah. But then he he spent a lot of time out injured, didn't he? And uh, we seemed to do okay, so I think we'll be <laughs> fine. But um, I don't know. It's, it's maybe right, maybe because Darlington Nagby is a very good player, as we've discussed, but. He isn't a star, like you've just said. Maybe he wants to go to Columbus and, you know, he he would be one of the star players there. He's playing for a manager that he trusts and he he clearly loves. So I do understand it, but come on. Why would you want to leave Atlanta for? My point with this is that they paid a million for him because he wants
0: out. I Mm. don't think they're going to get that. No. They're not going to get a million because people will use that as leverage. So he could be available for 750 to, to 900K. I don't care who you are. I don't care what club you are. I don't care what your midfield looks like. Somebody go and get Darlington Nagby because if Columbus don't want him and I'm not sure they're really desperate for a, mm. somebody in the centre of the park, somebody go and get him.
4: Yeah, two-time MLS Cup winner for, what, 900 grand? Yeah. It's worth it, isn't it? Right, DC United.
0: I I like this. Because Wayne Rooney's come in and he's Mm. done the business for DC. We know that. We don't need to dwell on that. We don't need to talk about Will Johnson anymore. Uh, Wayne Rooney's come in and he's been incredible in MLS so far. Now, what happens if Wayne Rooney gets injured? What happens at 70 minutes when uh, DC are winning and they want to protect Rooney and bring him off? The answer, Quincy Amaricua.
4: Yes, uh, signed from San Jose. Yeah, been at Montreal, Colorado, Toronto. It's interesting this, because San Jose have got Wondolowski. Obviously, we're expecting him to break the MLS record in the first few weeks of the season. But Wondolowski's like, you know, he's no spring chicken, is he? Mm-hmm. And Nevers, you know... So they, they look like they're sort of getting their average age down a bit with this one, and they can't really sell Wondolowski, can they, or get rid of him? So, uh, yeah... San Jose, I'm sure the fans are kind of looking, thinking, right, what we that's fine, but what are we are going to do? DC, I think it's a smart signing, really. Someone who can score goals in this league. And uh, yeah, he, he, let's face it, he's not going to play every week because Wayne Rooney is, but he, if he needs someone, an extra man, he's, he'll do all right. If I you
0: think. take Rooney off uh, and bring Quincy on, you're swapping out experience for experience. He's got 200 MLS appearances. Mm-hmm. So I, I like this move from DC. Look, it's just, it it's not, the most exciting thing in the world, but it's another piece to the puzzle. You need depth. You need it's depth exciting in to us. You need depth. Depth in MLS. Um, Whitecaps done a little bit more business. They've been very busy. We need to we need to talk Whitecaps properly next week. Maybe uh, maybe get one of our DPs on get designated phoneers. De- get a DP on. Um, so Whitecaps have signed Eric Godoy, Argentinian centre back. Yeah, uh, and I like this Joquin Adiaz. Well, our days, I don't know. Um, Uruguayan striker is on loan to a young
4: DP contract. And this is another exciting player. Yeah, I think uh, the Whitecaps general manager said this week. He said something along the lines of "It feels like they're an expansion team," Mm. uh, which is really interesting to hear because they've clearly yeah they've had a clear out. Uh, They're using the Alfonso Davis dollar Mm. quite you know to to quite quite a lot. But um, this is going to be interesting. This is what we've been saying throughout the last couple of episodes of this series. Is just that it's going to be so different this year and that's why we love mls and the white caps are an example of that teams will just have a, a proper clear out mm. and then come back and it's like yep same same odds, but very different uh so obviously the, the the manager change at the end of last season so it's white caps are one of those teams you're right let's get a white caps fan on because we need to discuss mm. there's, a, there's what's there was now. a lot of space in that roster there was a lot
0: of money to be spent, a lot of GAM, a lot of TAM that they accrued in because they created that space and now
4: they're spending it. So um, it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. It sure is. And another team, it all links so well, this. Uh, go on. Another team that we're interested in this pre-season <laughs> is FC Cincinnati, oh. the new boys to the league.
0: And they've been busy, haven't they? There's a whole episode to this, I feel. feel like a whole side episode of Cincy coming
4: on. I want to do a Helly's Real special. Mm.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. We float that one out. He then. says,
4: we say, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that we do promise a lot of things and then yeah. go, oh, we never got around to doing it. Yeah. So we'll with, see. With like two weeks to go. <laughs>
0: um, okay.
4: Kakuta Mane. This is,
0: this is big. Okay. So Kakuta Mane, formerly of Columbus Crew, for around 400K in Gam and Tam, in, in total of what it could rise to, um, FC Sinzi have acquired his rights. Now, He left Columbus and it kind of didn't quite go to plan because he played like one game for one club, then I think ended up in Switzerland or something ridiculous and played seven games. And now he returns to MLS. I think everybody, I think everybody's a big fan of uh, Kakuta Mane and this is big for FC Cincy.
4: Yeah, um, and I like the way they're going with things. Some of the signings they've made so far has been really positive signings and, um, you know, we're going to be speaking to a Dallas fan very soon and Roland Lamar is one of them and he's like, lots of MLS experience and I feel that's where they're going. They're going for the MLS experience that, let's face it, a lot of players that have been playing for them that have been kept on won't have as much because, uh, apart from Fernando Adi, they've all been playing USL for a few years. So to bring in all this experience is, is good. It's going to be interesting though to see how the, how are they all gelling Because you've suddenly got the guys that have won and uh, had all the success. And now all these guys coming in just like, you know, who are MLS vets who aren't going to, you know, they've got a certain way. So it'd be interesting. But I think this is a really positive signing from. I agree.
0: Um, And just finally, Red Bulls sign Matthias Jorgensen. Spent over $2 million on him.
4: And they've got BWP. Mm. It's kind of like, I feel for New York Red Bulls, it's very similar to Tottenham Hotspur. Where they've got Harry Kane and it's like, and we do need a second sort yeah. of striker, but we don't want to, he's going to be number one. so I think no they've point.
0: done, yeah, you're exactly right. They've done well to, to get him because, like Tottenham, no one wants to go there. They no. know they're not going to play unless Harry Kane's injured. And it's the same with BWP, but Jorgensen's pacey, runs in behind, kind of a different player. Maybe BWP's a bit more of a, a finisher, maybe a bit of a target man. Pacey gets in behind, is gonna offer something different, and I think I think that's great for a team that everyone's everyone's trying to catch
4: out. Yeah. So We'll see. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of teams that, um, like Red Bulls that need to go that little bit extra mile and maybe they've looked at that and thought we could have won the MLS Cup if we had another option.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Shall we speak to some fans?
4: Yes. Get uh, some DPs on. We'll get some designated phoners on. As part of our preview to the new MLS season, we are going to be speaking to fans. Last week we spoke to Jeb, an Atlanta fan, Austin, a uh, Toronto fan. Lots of people very impressed with their uh, analysis as well. Yeah, it was very good. And this is why... It's, Fans get a bad rep sometimes but there's a lot of fans that are very knowledgeable. Uh so pressure's on now for Andrew. <laughs> How are you doing Andrew? Yeah, brilliant, thank you very much. You guys good doing good?
0: Yes, good, thank you very much. Uh just introduce everybody to uh to who you are, where you are and uh who you all of all of your teams.
3: Yes. Uh well, my name's Andrew but everyone knows me as Barney on Twitter and such. Um I am down in Portsmouth in the UK, Pompey season ticket holder. Um, but a big NYCFC fan went over to uh, New York last August to even go watch the uh, Hudson River Derby. So, yeah, that's kind of me.
4: You said there about um, going to the Hudson River Derby. For all of us in the UK that have never been to an MLS game, especially one as, as big as that, explain the atmosphere and what differs from uh, an MLS game to when you watch Portsmouth.
3: Well, the first thing um, that I noticed around the grounds on the day is there was massive groups of people um, that organised meeting up. Um, I've been in touch with some of the guys from the Third Rail, which is the first official NYCFC supporters group. Um, met with a few of those in a bar um, and then befriended one of them and sat next to them for the whole game. Um, the supporters section, as a lot of the MS, MLS team's fans call it uh is their safe standing section which is you know for european or british fans more particularly doesn't exist anymore um the atmosphere of being able to stand for the entire game with beer um was superb um because it was the hudson river derby you had so much extra attention put into the game by NYC. we had the blue men group you know the guys the theater show they were in the safe standing section with us um there's endless guys in pigeon masks because apparently that's an nycfc kind of chosen animal of, apparently there's pigeons everywhere in new york i can't say i saw many myself but um but compared to portsmouth portsmouth is raucous passionate you know even jose Mourinho recently quoted as portsmouth being a better atmosphere than than old trafford which uh was controversial but uh fradham park is an old school ground yankee stadium an odd ground which i know elliot you're not the biggest fan of for the the shape and all that kind of thing but uh there's certainly a a lot of noise and i was impressed i went to orlando as well and watched orlando versus atlanta so sorry about that again elliot (laughs) um but uh the atmosphere in both stadiums was phenomenal i've got to give it uh give props to both sets of fans in the safe standing sections they they really know how to to keep the noise going and hopefully keep their teams motivated.
0: Right. Well. Well. After that, thanks for joining us, uh, Andrew. Uh, great to great to chat. See you later.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, you said there about uh, that it was a good atmosphere and uh, and all of that. Like, is, did he get some unfair stick NYCFC for for playing at the Yankee Stadium? Does it actually work, or do they do they need a soccer specific stadium?
3: Um, I always will believe in the soccer specific stadium um, kind of mantra and thoughts that, you know, that's going to generate a much more soccer-specific atmosphere. But this, the atmosphere that you see on TV when you watch a New York City home game is nothing like it is in real life. In real life, it was amazing. On TV, it looks drab, it looks, drab, looks quiet. Even um, when I even to watch the highlights back, you know, you don't hear as much of the fans. And I, I reckon it's just as basic as the, the microphone positioning for TV isn't great. But in the stadium, it was superb. So I don't feel like there's a rush, like maybe some clubs have felt they've needed to, you know, get into their own ground in the past when they've been a new MLS team.
0: Don't worry, mate. Atlanta haven't got a soccer-specific one either. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's a pretty nice one
0: though.
4: Yeah, well we'll take ours. <laughs> we'll, we like we've not got a problem with it. Um right, looking at uh, the situation with NYCFC at the moment Andrew, of course there's big changes after Patrick Vieira left uh, halfway through last season. Um what's your sort of feeling as we we now well we we're in the home straight now to go to the the start of the season. What's your feeling as an NYCFC fan? Uh, a little bit of worry, if
3: I'm honest. Um, I don't think we're going to start quite as well as we did last season. You know, last season we went a long time undefeated. Um, Gave me a lot of false hope. It was just like being a Portsmouth fan. Um, But the signings we've made so far, I'm optimistic. Um, Matriza looks great. Um, The goals that you can watch on YouTube of his look superb. You know, he's not an out-and-out striker, but he seems to be confident enough. If you put him up top, then he'll play there um i watched the preseason friendly last week against aik um we had some good see good you know veterans in their team like said larson um and he took his goal well in that game so that yeah like i say there's some apprehension because he's the only strong signing i think we've made the rest are young and not very experienced so i think we need a couple of more experienced players to to be brought in
0: a lot of money spent on uh on him it- I know it's difficult to to replace David Villa, but in MLS, it's a lot of money. For City Group, it's absolutely nothing. Is this a a wild punt, or do you think that this could really work?
3: Um, I I do genuinely think it could really work. Um, In his own words, he is a massive fan of Jovinko, and you can see how he almost fits that Jovinko-style mould, which I think fits the City Group mould more than players like David Villa, who David Villa, you could see in the last couple of months when we needed him. He wasn't there like the game, the playoff games against Atlanta. He, he wasn't David Villa of old. He was just old David Villa. Um, so, you know what, realistically, I think if we put all of our time into Matrita um, and maybe shape the, the top third of the team around him, then, yeah, maybe it could work. You know, I've, I've got trust in Dome as it is at the moment.
0: I wanted to touch on, on Dome because uh, having watched the, the Manchester City documentary, uh, obviously uh, he features quite heavily. We get to see him uh, doing some great work and and winning a lot. That didn't instantly translate when he moved to, to NYCFC. How do you feel about uh, Dome and how confident are you that he will be not on Pep's level, maybe that's a bit that's a bit impossible, but uh, a really, really world class manager one day.
3: Well, you know, as you say, with he was part of Pep's backroom team, and you know what, what a man to kind of learn your trade from. Um, no one can deny Pep is probably one of the best managers in the world, possibly ever. Um, so, if you're going to be working with someone like Pep, and then you know, your first big job is is never going to go smoothly straight away. Um there's been some uh, negativity about him on Twitter which I personally don't understand. I'm more of the old school breed of thinking you need to give a new manager a, a good bit of time, a good season or two to, you know, show that what they've got and what kind of game they want to bring. It makes sense for him to come in as a City Group existing manager or existing, you know, part of a management team um that he'll be able to bring in that same maybe style of play a bit more you know i'm not i'm not expecting new york city start passing the ball around like man city you've got to be realistic but if we can get parts of their their gameplay then brilliant and you know that's what i just hope we see and that where he's had the whole off season to to work on the team that he can get them playing a bit a bit more like man city
0: alex ring named captain for the season how do we feel about this?
3: Yep, our new ringleader, which I love that. I think that's absolutely superb. Um, he holds himself very well in the centre of field. Um, again, when watching the Aik game last week, he had to, it's a it's a very high comparison, but he reminded me of kind of Gerrard at his peak in the way he sort of just watched the play go around him. Was the person that was always there to pick up the ball if need be, wasn't afraid to put a challenge in, was but also then looking for. Looking for balls to go for too. So yeah, I mean I've got the confidence in him. Um he's still quite young. He's only 27, 28, I believe. Um he's quit international football as well now, um, not wanting to have to travel to Europe all the time. So if it that means we've got him available more, then absolutely
4: brilliant. And looking forward to next season. Now David Via's gone. Um, who who do you think NYC star player is? Is it with a new sign, you know, or is this someone who's gonna flourish now that Via's gone? For me,
3: I really hope it's this, the Alex Matrita. Um, depending on how he, how high he plays or whether he plays in behind the striker, um, I hope he can be the star. I really do. And, you know, he looks like he can be. Um, his previous fans in Romania seem to be already missing him. Um, he flew back over there just to put the, the captain's armband on the new captain that's replaced him. Which I thought was an amazing thing. So he clearly understands, you know, team ethics, and um, hopefully can get the team singing at the top.
0: Uh, just before you go, Andrew, uh, we've we've asked this question a couple of times, and uh, it's thrown up some some interesting answers. Uh, if you could, if you were in charge of NYCFC's roster and their tam and their gam etc., and you could propose one trade with another club in in MLS, what would you go for? Real a realistic trade a realistic
3: trade. Oof. Um who do you who do you fancy at NYCFC? You know, after last season I I would have been tempted to go with someone like Michael Parkhurst. Um but at the same time I think Alex Ring can do a similar job. I don't think they're too dissimilar, so I won't pick him. Um I I don't think he would be worth a lot of gam because of his age, so I'd go with Rooney
0: with Wayne Rooney
3: yeah I'd go with Rooney I think we need his goals we need an out and out striker like he can be and like he seems to have you know readopted adopted at DC so yeah I'd, I'd have
4: Rooney it's going to cost you a fair bit of that uh,
3: well yeah maybe <laughs> but,
4: uh,
3: <laughs> well with a city group we've got the money
4: <laughs> um, so one more question Andrew as a, a, an NYC fan realistically what are the aims for this season uh, what can NYC do I think
3: re- we, to be realistic um, if we can get to the playoffs um, and hopefully have a better end of season than better start of the season like last year then um, yeah just, just getting into the playoffs I think will will do us good this year um, and perhaps getting past um, maybe more than one round worth of playoff games um, it would be nice to actually win a two leg game and, and not get trounced like we did by Atlanta and Toronto the last couple of years
1: Elliot Holman Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show.
0: Always good to chat to uh, a fellow Brit who knows their MLS stuff. Very good. Good stuff from uh, from Pompey Barney, as he's known on Twitter.
4: Yeah, I'm going to be getting some tips from uh, Barney because he's a Portsmouth fan and he went to Carroll Road earlier in the season, so Portsmouth beat Norwich. Obviously, this weekend, I don't think that Bolton are going to do that, but you never know. I could get some tips from him. Yeah, good luck. Um, okay, over to you for this one. Yes, earlier this week I spoke to Marcus, who is a big FC Dallas fan. Loads of change happening at FC Dallas. New manager, new players. And uh, is he optimistic or is he a bit downhearted? Here's what happened when I caught up with Marcus. Hey, Marcus, welcome to the MLS UK show.
5: Hey, I'm good. How are you all doing this morning? Very well, good. I guess morning my
4: time. <laughs> yeah, as we record this, it's actually uh, 25 past two. In the UK, uh, we I must thank you for getting up so early in, uh, in Dallas. But um, it's, it, for a great cause, of course, we need to talk about FC Dallas. I want to first of all ask Marcus about uh, Oscar Pereja. We we'll go back a bit. He's left. What sort of legacy does he leave at the club?
5: Uh, well, Oscar Perea, um he's a great legacy of uh, building up our academy, um, winning, the, I think, the first trophy since... Is- 2001 when we won the Supporting Shield in the U.S. Open Cup in 2006. Um, he brought a, a lot of young kids up through the academy, and I think two or three made it to the national team. So that's a great legacy in its uh, its own right. Um, you know, and now he's in League IMX, where I think he'll fit in a little bit better. But I think he brought a uh, winning mentality to FC Dallas. We were middle of the pack slightly mediocre, and then we became um, a pretty respectable team, although we didn't win the ultimate uh, trophy, which is what everyone wanted. But if you reflect his tenure here, you'll realise that.
4: Is that the only sort of sour point to his reign, is that he never managed to... Because you made the playoffs a ton of times, but you just couldn't quite make it to win the MLS Cup. Is that one of the the sour points? Or overall, is it a positive legacy?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think if you talk to most uh, most fans, most supporters, they'll say his five-year, ten-year here was very positive. We only missed the playoff one year. Um, The downside is we never even got to the semifinals, right? We were always, you know, we won the supporters' shield technically twice. We tied... Hmm. With the Red Bulls uh, one year, but we lost on point uh, on um, goal differential. So we were top of the league twice in those two years, made it to the playoff every year, but lost in the quarterfinals, which is very disappointing. So we, if I think if he had made it to the MLS Cup, even if we had lost, I think that would have been a uh, uh, the, uh, his crowning achievement. But like I said, the academy was built. We got young guys coming through. You know, now we got guys signing to Bayern Munich straight from the academy. I think a disservice was done to him, though, because now this year we have our USL team, which is, I guess, third division here, Yeah, um, where we can play the young kids. And I think that would have been a great benefit for him, because um, I think at times he was, uh, he thought he had to play the kids in actual MLS games, which without any, you know, there's a difference between playing for the academy and then playing against grown men. In a professional setting, and there was no gap. There was no ga- There was no um, nothing to fill the gap in there. And now we do have that, but he got it. so you know we can ne- we'll never know what he could have done with that um, with that in his tool belt.
4: Uh, so Lucci Gonzalez has come in um, to take over. Now he's recently said about uh, the he said FC Dallas needs to grow players instead of bringing them in. But by the sounds of it, of what you've just said, it, it seems like you've always been doing that. Is he touching on the USL team as? this is how we're going to do it, rather than, oh, we've always done it kind of thing?
5: Yes. I mean, because we've already, I mean, that's, that's was Oscar's philosophy, right? We had Kellen Acosta, who came from the academy, got first team minutes, was a starter for four years, got um, national team minutes. Um, he kind of fell out of favour now with the new coach at the national team. Um, but that is a definition of growing a star. Right. He came from the academy and now he's on the national team. So Oscar has been doing that. Um, I think Lucci, who was the academy director, is going to take that even further. But he has, again, another tool in his tool belt with the USL team where there's a middle ground. You don't take a 17 year old who is really good and probably better at every better than anyone else in his age group, but not quite good enough to play with, again, grown men.
4: Uh, you mentioned Calvin Acosta. Uh, you've replaced, well, you've you've got a new Acosta now in uh, Brian Acosta. How do you think he's going to do?
5: Um. Well, we haven't. I haven't seen him play yet in uh, practice or in preseason because he didn't get his visa dealt with until last weekend. So he hasn't really joined the team. So to be honest, I've seen his highlight package, but then that's a highlight package, so you only see the good moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from the response on Twitter from his, uh, former club, it seems like, you know, he's a pit bull who will be a box to box midfielder, which is what we needed because last year we, um, I guess we were playing with two number sixes, two holding midfielders who, if we're honest, were not quite, uh, the most creative going forward, which, um, I think was a frustration last year is that we would get the ball in a, a nice position but no one would turn around and go feel it was always a back pass which was always very frustrating yeah um because i never really liked the counter-attacking team we had two very fast wingers to the point of you press high you get the ball back and you turn them field was what we were trying to do but when you have two number two holdings when they get the ball their first responsibilities i don't want to lose it so then they do a back pass or they do a uh, a lateral pass, which again is very is not going to get you forward, which is where we all want to go. So, um, I think with Acosta, the new Acosta, Brian, I think that would help if we had a box to box where his mentality, his first idea is to turn and go field.
4: Um, have you got a, like a vibe on how FC Dallas are going to play this season? Because normally, when you look at uh, soccer teams, if they was to bring a, a manager in to replace someone from uh, the backroom staff or the academy, they tend to play the same style of football uh, all the way through the, the, the team. So do you think much is going to change or is he going to completely change it all despite coming from the academy?
5: Um, well, we had, um, we had our first um, official preseason game. We played Bayern Munich uh, U23s. They came to town. Uh, we have a partnership with Bayern Munich. so um, They came to town, we played them and then we played the USL team this was all last week in uh, uh, San Antonio. Um, so, from what I saw, I think we're going to be playing a four-three-three. Um, uh, Oscar liked to play a four-four-two. Um, like I said, with um, two sixes in the back. I think Lucci is going to try to play more of a pressing uh, football because um, that's what he keeps repeating in his press conference that he wants to press high, recover the ball high. You know, go forward. Um, and we have the athletes to do that. So, really, it all depends on if there's buy in from the players. Um, but from what I saw from those two games, it's definitely more of a uh, four, three, three. And sometimes they play a three man back line, which I guess is what he did when he was in the academy. Hmm. I don't know if that's going to work in MLS. Almost no teams play a three man back line. Um, but we did bring in a center back. Um, With uh, uh, Copa Copa experience in Latin America. So we have three center backs that, if three experienced center backs, that if we wanted to do that, we could. But again, I don't don't think of any team in MLS that actually plays a three man back line.
4: Yeah, I guess you'll either be the innovators or you're halfway through the season, you'll realize this isn't working and just go back to, to normal. Yeah. So, Marcus, just before you go, uh, I want to know what your thoughts are ahead of the season in terms of predictions. If you had to predict now, where would FC Dallas finish or how will we do? I want you to tell me what your prediction is and then realistically what's the best you can hope for.
5: Well, I mean, we have um, another uh, history of Oscars that we always started off really hot and then faded at the end, and I think that's why we never did well. In, uh, in the MLS Cup. Um, so I think this year will, might be the opposite, right? We'll start off really slow because we have a new coach. We got three new players. It's a new environment. Um, and another thing, what people may not realize, Oscar actually took more than half the coaching staff. So even the coaching staff is new. Um, so I think it might be a reverse of the past or, or the reverse of what happened when Oscar was here. I think we'll start off really slow. Um, and then at the end of the year, if everything, if pieces work in, we'll start off, we'll get hot at the end of the year, which the way, um, the playoff system works, that's when you need to get hot. Cause it's not like, you know, it's not like in Europe where the winner of the league is whoever has the most points at the end of the year, because if that was it, we've won two MLS cups already. Yeah. But unfortunately it's your performance in the season doesn't really matter Really, what happened? What matters is getting into the playoffs and being as sharp as possible once you get there. So I think if that's the way, if that plays out the way I think it will, where we start off really slow, getting the kids acclimated, getting the players acclimated, and then at the end of the year we get hot. I think it might be a good run because if you look back on the last, let's see, when Portland won, when Seattle won, they barely got in to the playoffs. Like I think they were sixth or fifth and they got in, and they were hot when they got in, and they went straight to the Cup. But then again, when Toronto and Atlanta won, they were on top of the league, and then they just dominated. So really, I don't really know whether or not, if you take the last couple of years, you can either dominate and run the table and win, or you can barely get in and you can win. So it's really, you know, it's a catch-22. But I personally think if, if, if things go as I think they will go with a You know, whenever, you know, in Europe, whenever you get a new manager, right, in the middle of the season or at any point during the season, you get that slight bump from the players. Look at Man U right now, new manager, what, eight game? I mean, until they got destroyed yesterday. (laughs) Uh, They went on a great run when they got a new manager. So I think we might get that bump. I hope it is later in the year and not too early. Because again, I don't want us to peak way too early and then fade at the end of the year. So I really I'm really hoping that we're at least steady early, getting our sea legs under us, and then later in the year we kick in the kicking in the gear and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. The MLS UK show.
0: Nice. Good chat that it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a difficult season, I feel, for Dallas, especially compared to last year.
4: Yeah, well like Marcus said, he's kind of feeling it's gonna be the opposite of last year. Like uh last year they ended poorly after a good start. He's He's um, optimistic going to the second part of the season than uh, the first. Mm. Okay. Um, Tell you what, before we chat Colorado, let's do your five things. Yes. So, uh, we didn't do this last episode, so this is kind of a... You've been slacking. Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, This is kind of a five things that you may have missed from MLS over the last month kind of (laughs) thing. Because there's only five. <laughs> uh, it's been really tough this week to, to narrow it down just to five, but uh, it's all featuring a wide range of teams. Five teams, if you must know, but a wide range. So, Elliot, you do the numbers for this. One. FC Cincinnati's stadium decision. We all thought it was all sorted. Apparently not. It's the council that could be delaying it. So FC Cincinnati getting really nervous because if they don't start building it for next month, yeah. it means when they want to move into it in 2021 for the start of the season, it's going to be delayed. And we could have a, a DC United sort of scenario where they're playing the first 12 games away from home. At
0: the local park.
4: <laughs> At the local park, yeah. Two. Uh, number two, Seattle Sounders are set to make history by going carbon neutral. Uh, the club has said it's reviewed every department within the club and uh, they won't be making any net contribution to atmospheric carbon dioxide. That'll win you the MLS Cup. <laughs> uh, to kick off their programme, the Sounders are planning to uh, have a tree planting event. Uh, they're going to plant 370 trees. They're going to get the coaches, uh, the players, and the general public involved in that. Okay. That's next Sunday. Three more good stories. It's a good vibes to Apart from the Cincinnati thing, good vibes to the five things this week. It's been one good than one so far. <laughs> uh, LAFC's Latif Blessing uh, announced that during the close season, he actually travelled back to his old high school in Ghana, and he gave out some uh, old shirts and some boots and some footballs. Uh, he's done it before, and he says that he loves going back to his old high school because uh, now, because he's been back before, giving out stuff. When he goes back, he sees kids wearing like really nice boots and mm. and MLS shirts, and he said it's nice because obviously that part of the world isn't the most, uh, isn't the richest part of the world, so it's nice seeing them actually play soccer that we love mm. in decent gear.
0: Mm, okay, I'll give you that. Nice story. Mm-hmm. Four.
4: It's been tough for TFC recently. We spoke to Austin last week on the podcast, and he's, uh, well, he sort of said, "I'm not confident, but I think we'll make the playoffs." So I think that might be Pessimistically optimistic, if that is anything. Um, GM Ali Curtis has promised new players are on the way, though. So, Toronto fans, you may be a bit down in the dumps at the moment after Gio left, but he does say that new players are on the way. Yeah, Alejandro Pozuelo from Genk. Ah, okay. So, do you know anything about him?
0: Uh, I know that it's an absolute mess, this transfer. This transfer is a mess. Have you heard about this? No. Right. So, I've prepared notes. Bear with. Okay. Didn't expect to be called in to uh, tagged in to the five things. Normally, your uh, your your thing. Um, so, Alejandro Pozuelo, Plays for Genk. He's captain. They're top of the league. He's the star man. Okay. The club have got a seven million buyout clause Oof. in his contract. Toronto oh have matched that. They've activated the clause. So, in any contract. If a player's got a release cause of six, seven, eight, nine million, whatever it is, if a club come in and match that, the club have to let them talk talk to them and yeah. discuss a new deal um but for some reason, they've gone um yeah, well, well actually n- no you- you can't have him like you're not you're not talking to him, and they've persuaded the player to sign some like weird extra deal thing which he felt really forced to do, so he's now saying that wasn't him he he was forced to do it, and he didn't want to um and he's saying look i've got a personal release clause of 2 million and he said if you want i can i can activate that at any time if you want me to do that if you're not going to be, be let me leave for this 7 million i can activate this 2 million clause and you'll have to let me go and you'll only get 2 million instead of 7 so it's kind of getting really really messy so he could go for as little as as 2 2 now Um, but they're just so desperate to keep him. They're just pulling out all the stops. They've only won the league a couple of times in their history, and they're top. And so I feel Mm. like they're just trying to cling on for as long as possible, and and they need him.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, positive stuff for Toronto, but it sounds like the player wants to come, and whether it's 7 million or 2 million, they're probably going to get him. So uh, let's keep our eyes on that one, hopefully for Toronto, because, you know, I know Toronto, before the last few seasons, hadn't had the most uh, prosperous time in MLS, Mm. but... I've only been watching MLS a few years, so Toronto, big, big team to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and finally... Five. Nashville. Not even in MLS at the moment. I know what you're going to
0: say, I saw this.
4: But MLS are telling them who they can and can't sign. Oh, this isn't what I thought. Go on, oh. carry on. Uh, so Nashville had agreed to sign Andrew Gutman from Celtic. Now, right. uh, Andrew Gutman was in the colleges around uh, the US and Celtic have signed him. They then went to be loaned back to Nashville, but MLS have said no. So Nashville did actually announce this transfer. MLS then came and went, no, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> and the whole reason is because he was technically, well, he was, a Chicago Fire Academy player. So have they got his rights? So they've got his right. rights. So now, Look at me understanding the rules. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know where I stand with this one because technically, yeah, that is right. But if he's only signing for a season... Nashville aren't in the, they're not in MLS, they're not in the league. So surely you can play in the USL. Yeah, but you know what it's like, once you're in, MLS own you. There's that, yeah. So I don't know whether Chicago put in a, uh, kind of nudged them and went, come on, this ain't right, we're not having this. Uh, But that's why, so they're going to look elsewhere. Uh, Nashville just, in a statement, their first line was, MLS doesn't support this transaction. (laughs) Transaction not recognised. <laughs> Those are your five things you may miss from MLS in the last few weeks.
0: And five and a half. Um, <laughs> the Nashville logo was leaked today. The new uh, new badge was, it? was leaked today on uh, MLSSacra.com in the shop. Uh, there was a few caps on there. Uh, and they had the new logo on. Have a look now. Right. See what you think. We'll do this. We'll do this live. Oh.
4: I, I like their old badge, personally, but I don't mind that. That's all right. It's appeared on the MLS store on a few caps. Hmm. Um, that was worth waiting for, wasn't it? Yeah. No, what do you think of that? Do you think that's better than the old one? Or? No,
0: to be fair, they had a good one before. I think there's a lot of clubs in MLS that could do with a little, uh, little upgrade.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, they weren't one of them, but I like that they're coming in with a, with a new image, looking fresh.
4: Right. Since he did the same, maybe it's, maybe it's the rules. MLS own you. Yeah, well, there's your five and a half things that have happened in MLS in the <laughs> last few weeks. Uh, right, we're going to be talking about with David Beckham statue very soon, but you have been speaking to our next fan.
0: Yes, um, I've been excited to talk Colorado for a few weeks because uh, I feel like they've, they've done good business, especially I think it's important to kind of have a bit of context here. They've done good business for Colorado. I mm-hmm. think this has been a really surprising uh, a few transactions because uh, in the last couple of years they've just kind of been treading water at the bottom. Um, so excited for this one! Please welcome Brian to MLS UK show. How you doing, Brian?
2: I'm excellent. I can't wait for the season to start. I'm going to be a little different around here.
0: Yeah, it's very, very different. This is why I'm so excited to talk Colorado. <laughs> seriously, um, first of all, fewest goals in MLS last season. Are we confident that that's going to that's not going to be a title you hold this year? <laughs>
2: Well, the good news is there's only one way to go, right? So, well, this is true. Absol- <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say yes. They, uh, they will respectfully get rid of that title, uh, hopefully to someone else. Um, you know, with signing – and that was a big thing. Um, signing someone of, of maybe some proven background, and, and we got that in. Uh, Kai Kamara um, also brought in Diego Rubio. Uh, so you know people who kind of know their way around that that attacking third a little bit and and uh, and there's also a couple of rookies that have been playing a lot in preseason um uh, andre Shinshiki uh to speak of for one so there's definitely the nice thing is there's options whereas last year there wasn't much of that um short of you know some some real journeymen and and uh, i think that's been been addressed for sure
0: Mm, a lot of people are talking about the the uh, atlanta united model signing uh young players sometimes very expensive young players uh and Mm -hmm. and helping them develop and helping them grow and and kind of promising them the world and to be fair delivering um kai kamara diego rubio very much the opposite to that however i like this i genuinely i really like what colorado have done this offseason look they're working with what they've got and i think Kai Kamara and Diego Rubio, which, which you touched on as a as a forward forward pairing, is really nice. Kamara's 34. A lot of people saying not sure about that. Maybe it's not one for for three years down the line, but it may just get you where you need to be this year.
2: Absolutely, and you know, that was I think that's kind of that's almost kind of the mo you're seeing because for one, just to look ahead next year both Tim Howard, uh, Shkelton Gashi, those contracts come off the books. So now all of a sudden you free up a lot more money to go look, like you'd said, maybe a little bit long term, longer term, two, three, four years down the road. Um, but the, but the, the, the base of this unit was, is, is basically set to where the coaching staff wants. So it was a matter of, of adding, you know, I don't want to say stopgap, but maybe a transition uh, types of players, players like Benny Failhaber um, and Kai and Diego. Guys who have been in the league know what they're doing and, 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 you know, they don't have to be taught, per se, to to play in a different system um, the way they're going to here. But they can just go ahead and fit in right away. And that's I think that's really what Colorado is looking for like I say, not skipping this season, but really have an eye on the next couple down the road. With that in mind.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Diego Rubio, by the way, um, just looking, just checking out his stats. I mean, we, we know he's a player. We know that um, anybody who's watched any MLS knows that this is a great signing. But uh, just looking, eight goals, six assists. He's only started nine games last season.
2: We will take that every day of the week here in the Rocky Mountains. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, he started nine it's, games it's... <laughs> and 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 was benched for nine. So even still, like eighteen games, he he was not a part of their plans last season at, at SKC. And I, I think it, a lot of teams should have been moving for Diego Rubio. And Colorado have got themselves a piece there.
2: Yeah, and that's it's funny when that when that move was made. Um, people around here and and, and fans that I talked to and even some folks in the front office thought, you know, that was, that was a steal. I mean, that was definitely um, one that Colorado got right and really got the better of the deal. Um, So I think that's going to be a sneaky, good one, along with uh, bringing in a guy like Nicholas Mosquita, kind of that same uh, attacking midfield from the outside role. I I think those are going to be two real good sneaky, signings for colorado
0: yeah mesquita comes in from from whitecaps also benny fail
2: as well there's some there's some Mm -hmm. big names in this rapids team absolutely and and that's i think that's going to be the nice thing in that now all of a sudden this team has depth but quality depth and and depth that they can count on Um, whereas last year it was almost you know when somebody went down or somebody had a call up what have you it was a real kind of a search mission, a Band-Aid almost, if you will. Um, but now there's you know, people that can fit in and fit in right away
0: and my uh, my initial excitement for for Colorado like I said I've been I've been pushing to to chat to somebody from from the Rapids for for a few weeks now because we're kind of looking at this roster thinking this this could be the year this could this could be the year that Rapids are back <laughs> um and I know that's dangerous but one of the reasons for that was was yeah. Kellyn Acosta now not a new signing but I feel like with this whole new uh new roster he was going to look like a whole new signing he comes into this whole new team but now there's so many rumors that he may be on his way
2: out yeah, that's and, and I'm glad you're jumping on the bandwagon. Um, it's it's nice to see that once in a while. We don't get that very often around here. <laughs> <laughs> Not many of us remember 2016, even though it doesn't seem that long ago. Um, yeah, that's that has been. I have heard that rumor around. Um, I think Kellen was originally brought in on a multi-year uh, deal, but with an eye of okay. I get myself back into, you know, playing shape and, and, and playing regular football. And now all of a sudden, you know, a European club may come calling. And that's certainly a possibility, but especially given Kellen's age, he's such a young guy. You forget that. You know, he's, he's, he seems like he's been on the radar for 10 years, but gosh, he's, he's still low, tw- uh, lower twenties, just a young kid. Um, I I'm going to be excited this year to watch him because I think now he's, Rather than being plugged in somewhere or or given a role of something by necessity, he's going to be able to play his game. Um, He's got the pieces around him to take some of that pressure off and and really kind of let some of that creative part of his game show. And I think that'll be uh, hopefully, you know, really result in some positive things. I,
0: I really want to see, uh, Kellen stay with, with Rapids, like I say, to fit into this, this new roster, as I'm calling it. Um, but th- there is one, one sort of outcome which I will allow. Um, because the rumours are that, that for three million dollars, he could be off to a championship club. Now, if that's my Norwich City, then I'm sorry, but we're having him.
2: <laughs> I see your ulterior motive there and I do not blame you in the least, my man. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: let's think about this season rationally. It's easy to okay. get excited because we we're talking <laughs> Kamara and Rubio um, and that combo. Shin Yashiki, uh, sh- 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 easy for me to say. Uh, Shin <laughs> Yashiki. Um, there you go. And uh, you know, and what he's going to bring and um, fail harbour with the experience in Mesquida and Acosta realistically what's your prediction for this year if you were in my shoes and you were kind of looking at it from from the outside in and and you'd sort of take take all emotion out of it where do you think what do you reckon
2: i the the nice thing is obviously mls has added an extra playoff spot okay so i believe seven make the next round so to speak this year that's going to help obviously i i'm going to i'm going to lowball my high expectations and say we we at least squeak into the playoffs this year okay and i'll tell you why why i say that in talking to the club you know the players and the coaches at the end of last season um and every one of them to a t pretty much unprovoked and i don't know if this is their company line or, or what have you but they're all really excited in the fact that this coming season they're starting um way way further ahead than they did last year last year it was learning the system and how coach Hudson wanted to play and yada, yada, yada. Now they're coming in almost a step or two ahead of that. And they really feel good about that. You know, you put in players like who they've brought in um, in that mix um, and they believe themselves. And that's huge because I don't think last year that they did per se, they were just so tuned into trying to figure out, well, who's playing next to me and wait, what does he want me to do? You know, out there. So, um, I think that's going to be that's going to be a real positive thing. And I heard you mention on the last show too. There's always that hanging over your head of Tim Howard's last year. Send him out on a good note. You know, Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt,
4: MLS UK Show. This is what we're doing over the course of the season. We've we've mentioned it before on previous podcasts that we're actually getting you, the fans, onto the podcast a bit more. So uh, we've got a lot. We've got people for every team, which we're really happy about. But if you want to put yourself forward, people are still doing it. Like yeah. after each podcast, they're like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a Columbus fan. Don't forget me." So uh, we will be chatting to a lot of people throughout the season. And if you want to put your name forward for your team. Then feel free, uh, DM us at MLS UK Show on Twitter. You can message us on Instagram as well. Hmm. Yeah,
0: um, it's important to kind of realise that we we can't have too many for one team because we're going to kind of be using these people every single week. So it's kind of important we have a little bit of rotation, a little bit of uh,
4: squad rotation. Important. Yeah. Um, the big news, in my opinion, this is it's it's not to do with anything on the pitch, but this is some of the biggest news in the last few weeks. See, I'm
0: not bothered about this.
4: Well, it's big for us because. You know, we're in the UK with the MLS UK show, and this guy, for a lot of people in the UK, this guy, David Beckham, put the MLS in the spotlight. He put MLS in the headlines. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it as a different way from you. Yeah, or, I mean, or when you put it US like that, sort of when you put Canadian.
0: it like that, I, look, I, David Beckham is my hero. I love the guy. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. It just feels a bit weird to me. Like, why did why are they just doing this now?
4: David Beckham owns another team in MLS. Like, yeah. W- what are you doing? I accept that is weird, especially when LA Galaxy will play into Miami at some point. If
0: they'd have done this, like, 10 years ago or however long ago it was, then I'd be like, yeah, fine. Like, David Beckham's a legend. Totally, totally makes sense. But, you know, you don't see... Uh, don't see Orlando doing a statue for Victor PC, do you? Yeah. <laughs>
4: uh- No, you don't. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) Um, But then again, David Beckham won MLS Cups for them. Yeah, David Beckham's actually good. Uh, So... Let us imagine know. imagine, sorry to interrupt. imagine yeah. if we did a Will Johnson
0: statue. How many days do you reckon it would be left standing outside the stadium? I think you'd get a plane <laughs> over.
4: You'd get a flight over. Nah, and by stuff. the time I got there, it'd be gone. Uh, but again, he's never won MLS Cup for Orlando, has he? No. Uh, I like us... how you suddenly went, for Orlando! Yeah. <laughs> let us let us know. What do you think? David Beckham's statue at LA Galaxy. I'm really intrigued to find out, A, what Galaxy fans think, B, what Inter Miami fans think, and C, what just the, the MLS community think of this. Because for me... Okay, you in the UK, you get a statue outside a stadium if you have like played a million times, and you're from the fifties or sixties whatever. MLS doesn't have that; they don't have that, you know, history. So, David Beckham, for me, he has been the biggest star to play in that country, in that league. Yeah, Sorry.
0: I, I just think, I just think it's. I'm not against it. David Beckham is a legend. He'd get a statue at Man United. He'd get a statue at Real Madrid. He'd get a statue at Galaxy, PSG, AC Milan. You could go on, Preston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I just, for me, I just think it's just weird timing. That's Mm. that's the thing. Um, Nothing against the idea. And if MLS UK show was allowed a statue, it would, let's be honest, it would be David Beckham. He's the reason that we're here. He made mls big over here he he took all its you know took took mls and and brought it to the uk made the uk sit up pay attention and he he would be our mls uk show idol he's the 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 father the uh, the founding father of mls in the uk
4: i just think it's a bit weird do you think galaxy are doing um like stamping the territory a bit they're cocking up like dogs do hmm. on, uh, you know, fire hydrants. Oh, yeah, Just... Miami. Yeah, we see you, by the way. He but... was ours. Yeah. Do you think it's a bit of that?
0: Yeah, I do. Hmm. I think
4: it's very ex-girlfriend going through new girls' Instagram. It's <laughs> the <laughs> uh, so 2nd of March. It's getting um, unveiled. Uh, he will be there, obviously. They're also going uh, doing like a community sort of mural as well. Uh, LA Galaxy and David Beckham in, in LA at the same time so that's good to see and it's nice to see that David Beckham despite the fact that he is going to be an Inter Miami fan he clearly he seems the guy who does remember his roots do you know like he was at hmm. that Man United PSG game the other day do you reckon
0: he remembers that he once had trials at Norwich and decided to go to Man United instead because do you know what I say to that Great decision. Well done, mate. (laughs) I was
4: going to say, I don't think many would choose to stay in Norwich. Um, You know, coming to the great city of Manchester, of course. Mm, Wow. Are you done
0: talking about your statues?
4: Yes. Right. Can we get on with the game? I've been dreading this because I don't have a clue. Do you want me to refresh your memory? Yeah. Okay.
0: So, this player played for Birmingham in the Championship, but his parent club was Manchester City. Right. Have you got any
4: ideas just from that? What year was it?
0: You have to do this, don't you? You have to do this. Now I'm going to have to go on Wikipedia. Right. In 2014, he played in the Championship for Birmingham... Is at Manchester City from
4: 2013
0: to 2015. <laughs> don't worry about the Man City thing, seriously. I'll be
4: honest, I don't know why I asked that Birmingham question because I couldn't name you any Birmingham player apart from Dugary. Darren Pearse. Oh, it, yeah. Yes. Um,
0: he then went to play in Erdivisie. Yeah. Dutch League, 2015 to 2017. And from 2017 onwards, he's been in MLS. He's made 63 appearances in MLS in the West. And he scored 18 goals. Have you got any idea whatsoever?
4: I really don't have any idea. He plays in the West. Right. Who does he play for? Come on. You're about to reveal it anyway. Who? who do you He's
0: think? Slovakian.
4: Oh. Does he play for RSL? He does play for RSL.
0: Rusnak. Was...
4: Rusnak! Rusnak played at <laughs> Birmingham. is a good one. Wow. That's good, isn't it? Are you proud of me. Yeah, but he played at Birmingham. <laughs> Can you get any higher? He played for Man. I lived in the same city <laughs> as Albert Ruznak, and I didn't know. And you got the same birthday. Oh my goodness! Yeah,
0: 2013 to 2015. I knew you then.
4: Yeah. Every night,
0: I worked with you. You drove back to Manchester, and Albert Ruznak
4: was there. I'm messing around hanging around with you. I could have been hanging around with him.
0: Don't get me wrong, you never played for Man City, you know that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Birmingham on loan. Also went to Oldham Athletic. <laughs> oh. Two appearances. Um, 17 in, uh, I don't know, 59 in the uh, Dutch League. And then 63 for RSL, 18
4: goals. Wow. I thought you'd like that one. It's good, That's isn't a it? great one. So well done as well, anyone who actually got that. Yeah, I admit that was difficult. If you did get that, I feel like if you'd have,
0: if you're an RSL fan, you probably know that. Um, difficult for everyone else I think but yeah
4: congratulations if you got that I just wanted to make it harder because everyone goes "Mm, it's easy Mm, got it already well done Uh, right that's the end of episode 3 season 2 if you've missed any episodes recently including episode 1 season 2 when uh, Mo Adams was on last week when we spoke to an Atlanta and a Toronto fan make sure you listen back to them uh, subscribe Uh, We're asking now people to rate us as well. I'm just uh, looking. Do do you reckon that's that's made a difference at all? Maybe. Uh, Well, do (laughs) it. Subscribe. um, Tell your friends. Also, get in touch with us about anything you want to get in touch with. Loads of you get in touch with little things across the week of MLS uh, stuff, what's happening. Love it when you see stuff and you tag us in it as well. It's really cool. Yeah. Keep doing that. Um, so stay tuned. Episode four will be here probably next week. And in the build up to the new season, I need to say this. If you listen back to episode one and two, there is a person, let's call her a character of the show, uh, that will be making a return to have a look at the new kits. So I'm going to say, listen back to episode one and two. If you want to find out who that is. (laughs) Um, and that's it. Okay. Um, more
0: guests on next week. If you want to be a part of it, um, at MLS UK show, slide into the old DMs. Give us a follow. Uh, let us know who you want to represent, and uh, we'll add you to our little black book. Go on. Do you do your sign off? See ya. <laughs> See you later.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.